Shellnet News Digest, 11th of October 3308. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, it's all about Thargoids, Stargoids and Fire Gods. We round up what's happening and where. And with the promise of pre-engineered heatsinks for those fighting the Thargoids in Andikavi, we remind you that you can't trust promises made by Sirius. All the news recently has been about Thargoids, or the influence of Thargoids. Even Princess Ashling's charity fish and wine supper was in aid of those who died fighting Thargoids in HIP 22460, and although we don't have any proof, we'd be amazed if the Stargoids didn't turn out to be some kind of Thargoid device or technology. It seems pretty certain that within the next month or so, something is going to happen to shake the galaxy up. And it's going to be something Thargoid. So, what clues do we have about what this momentous change might be? Following the Proteus wave disaster, HIP 22460 has been run by a special sort of extra vicious Thargoids who can disable Guardian technology and who follow and attack any human pilot who dares to enter the system. There's an area of some tens of light years around that system where hyperdictions are not the normal checkpoint, but are immediately hostile. There was a roar of triumph, of pain, or perhaps a summons, issued from HIP 22460 when the Thargoids gained their victory there. The one-time Project Seraph test subject D2, Xiao Jin Ai, Brutally treated by azimuth biochemicals and now in the care of Professor Albertezro of the Achenar Research Council, claims to know what the roar means, perhaps as a consequence of having been briefly wired into a Thargoid scout ship five years ago. Possibly not coincidentally, a number of gigantic flares, which may be an indication of something huge travelling through witch space, have in recent weeks started approaching the human core systems from the far side of Barnard's Loop. At the last count, there were five of these flares, which have been nicknamed Stargoids because of their spiral shape, which seems to be made up of Thargoid green and Guardian blue. And that takes us back to HIP 22460, because the Proteus wave involved using vast amounts of Guardian technology funnelled through one of the Thargoid structures there. The Thargoid structures are believed by some to be face-planted giant spaceships, There were two pulses of energy from the Proteus Wave device, the first one designed by Salvation to disable Thargoid ships, and the second that can only have come from some Thargoid intelligence that reversed the effect of the first, disabling human ships and bringing the Thargoid ones back to life. It seems that the Thargoids have learned to assimilate Guardian technology and subvert it for their own purposes. And since the day the Proteus wave was fired, every active Thargoid structure has been capable of converting Guardian relics, the long blue crystalline prisms, into something different, a green version of the relic, known for now as an unclassified relic. Professor Palin and Ramtar value these unclassified relics highly and will pay good money for them, but the key point must be that whatever message was sent out from HIP 22460, whatever communication there was with the Thargoid hive mind, all Thargoid structures across the galaxy simultaneously learned how to process Guardian relics. 
the Thargoid hive mind has been updated. Not all Thargoids behave like the HIP-22460 Thargoids. Some unusually benign invasions of Thargoids have been visiting human-inhabited systems, fighting back when attacked but not causing any damage to starports, and after a few weeks drifting away again. They don't seem overly concerned by our attempts to destroy them, and they certainly don't seem to have the anger that the HIP-22460 Thargoids have. The reaction of humanity to new, more aggressive Thargoids, and to five giant flares making their way purposefully towards the bubble, is diverse and often extreme, while the majority, as the graffiti found in stations indicates, are afraid of what might happen. Two groups are much more positive about the coming of the Thargoids. The Thargod cult, previously used as scapegoats when the Thargoids attacked, are convinced that the Stargoids are their deity, come to destroy humanity. Once again, they have been blamed for what the Thargoids are doing, especially in the Federation, where they've been accused of being spies and saboteurs. The majority of the new radicalised sect of Thargod worshippers the true chapter seem to be in federal custody, but some of the Fargod cult has escaped the Federation and are living on the Penitent and Testament megaships in an unknown system. The Thargoid Advocacy Project is a secular pro-Thargoid group. They believe that if we can only communicate with the Thargoids, we can end the cycle of violence and learn to live with our multi-limbed alien neighbours. The superpowers are at present not cooperating. Having broken up Aegis and having seen Salvation and Azimuth Biotech fail dramatically, they're all trying to develop independent anti-Xeno strategies, working on the divided we are stronger principle. The Alliance is leaning heavily on Sirius Corporation, which is failing to deliver anything much of use to assist the Alliance. The Empire has turned in on itself and is pursuing isolationist policies. The Federation is passing the time blaming the Far God cult for everything that's gone wrong. Bizarrely, the two failed anti-Xeno organisations, Aegis and Azimuth, are both still on the scene. Aegis was disbanded, but Professor Tezro wants to get it back together to bring the superpowers back to some form of cooperation. Azimuth Biotech remains in charge of Mbune and Titori and still has pretensions to becoming a force in the anti-Zeno industry once again. Aegis currently has custody of Xiao Jin Ai and it may be what the former D2 can tell us about the Thargoid roar and its consequences, together with Palin and Tar's research into the unclassified relics that may prove the most interesting lines of inquiry as we wait for the Stargoids to come knocking. Way back in April, Admiral Nicholas Glass of Sirius Corporation made a promise. He'd previously used pre-engineered heatsink modules as a bribe to keep Riort within the Alliance, when the Riort Mining Coalition, disgusted by the Prime Minister selling out to a mega-corporation, wanted to declare independence. But Sirius wanted to give something back. When they deployed three new megaships to defend the Alliance's colonies in the Coalsack and Witchhead Nebulas, Admiral Glass, who is the Sirius representative on the Alliance Council of Admirals, promised that the pre-engineered heatsinks would be made available at these megaships for anyone to buy. That was on the 13th of April. 
the heat sinks were never made available. And that is why Admiral Glass is now, six months later, able to use them once again as a sweetener to get pilots fighting for the Sirius Alliance Coalition Operation Tyndarius against the Thargoids who've temporarily taken up residence in the Andikavi system. Will Admiral Glass ever deliver on his promise to make these modules available for all? Can we even trust him to hand them out to those who've earned them in the anti-Xeno conflict zones? You'd be a fool to trust Sirius. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to.